First Timothy chapter 4, verse 11 to 13. First Timothy 4, 11 to 13. Mm. Now let me read. Is these things command and teach? Let no man despise the youth. But be thou an example of believers in world, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. In Jesus' name. So today I just want to teach on the topic, understanding the meaning of a true believer. Many a time, we said we are a believer. I am a believer. I am a believer. But what is really the meaning? Or what does it mean to become a believer? Who actually is a believer? I want to take my own time to break it down to you. Now from these scriptures, Paul was speaking to Timothy. Um, he said, These things command and teach. Let no man despise the youth. Let no man do what? Despise the youth. In other words, we are all young people. And this church is, is that's the reason why it's a potential congregation because I'm seeing most of you young are young. There is no older person here. So in other words, there is life here. Hallelujah. Because with time, most of you will matured. You got married. You born your children. And all those children will be members of this congregation. Hallelujah. And so the scripture says, let no man despise their youth. In other words, do not underestimate or do not think less of your youthful age. Do not think less of yourself. Do not think less of yourself. I said, but be thou an example of believers. In other words, you must be an example of believers. In other words, you must cause the light of God in you to shine. Or people should see the image, the character of God from you. In other words, there must be a difference between you and those unbelievers. There must be a difference between you and the unbelievers. Be there an example of believers. And how? In word. Number one, through your word. The word is speak. There must be a difference between your words and the words of unbelievers. I am not just talking about eloquency. I am not just talking about using profane words. But I am talking about the word of faith. Because the scripture helps us to understand that death and life lies in the power of the tongue. So you as a believer, you don't speak like others or unbelievers. 
Now, when I am not feeling well, I said, I am healed in Jesus' name. I speak like a child of God. I speak with an authority. I don't speak words that will indict me that the devil use. Most of you here in, this, uh, in Liberia, it's common here, some of them can call their children dogs. When you say your child is a dog, these are words that come from unbelievers. The spirit of dog will follow them and they will begin to behave like dogs. So if you said you're a believer, you don't speak like that. Instead, you release blessings on your children. And most of you underestimate yourself. Because you did not come for a wealthy family. Because you did not have the opportunity to go to school. And so you're underestimating yourself. You think low of yourself. All what you speak are negative words. Believers have positive mindsets. And they speak positive words. This is the month of September. A new month. A new thinking. New words. Positive words should proceed from your mouth. In Jesus' name. Amen. And it's also saying conversation in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Where is charity? Charity, love. And so you and I must be believers in love, in the spirit, in the faith, and in purity. Our way of life should be different from the unbelievers. Our attitude and character must reflect that of Christ. Now, let's understand what is the meaning of a believer. According to the King James, let me just use the word K KJV, dictionary, a believer is one who gives credit to the truth of the scripture as a revelation from God. A believer is somebody who firmly believes in the scriptures. Who firmly does what? Believe in the scripture. And a believer is one who receives the gospel as upholding the true way of salvation and Christ as his savior. Believers believe in Christ and they live by faith. They don't move by sight. Hallelujah. So they live their daily life on faith. They live their daily life on what? They live their daily life on what? Faith. Believing God for everything they need for their life. Trusting God for everything they need. Before they ask man, they ask God. Before they ask man, they ask who? God. And they strongly believe that this God is able. Hallelujah. Amen. Believers. From the Greek word, pistos. Believer from the Greek word pisto. Believer is someone who are trustworthy and are committed to the word of God. Believers are what? Trustworthy. Because the Greek word pistos means trustworthiness. Commitment. So believers are some are people that are trustworthy. 
in their character, in their nature, in their attitude, in their behavior. You can rely on them. You can do what? Rely on them. You can rely on them. When they say they will do this, they will do it. That is why one of the things I don't like to promise people. Because one of the things I always am afraid of is for somebody not to say, this man has said this and he did not do it. <laughs> and so I think, I think it's like me degrading myself when I say I will buy this for you and then I turn around, you come around like the way you people like the name pastor. Pastor? Yeah, in Liberia. Pastor, when you promise me, oh my goodness, I'll be ashamed. Integrity is matter. It's a character. It's a nature. It must be. It's a nature of Christ. And so it must be the nature of every believer. Amen. Let's read uh, what the scripture says. Um, St. John chapter 8, verse 30. 8, 30. King James Version, yes. Can you read, yes? Yes, you wanted to read. Are you reading? Yeah, yeah okay, read for me. Uh, as he spoke this word, many believe on him. Then said Jesus, then say, then say yes, Jesus to those Jews which believe on him. Uh -huh. If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. If you continue in my word, so, believers are those who continue in the world. You don't bring paper. Next time you come here, you don't bring paper. May you hold on. Wait, wait for me. Believers are those who do what? Continue in the word of Christ. Or in the word of God. The word of God says, if you continue in my word, if you do what? Then you are indeed my disciple. So, if you don't continue in the word of God, then you are indeed not his disciple. And disciples are believers. So, believers continue in the word of God. They apply the word of God every area of their life. So, they are even judgmental according to the scripture, not according to man. They analyze things according to the word of God. When I buy this dress, is it in the will of God? When I use this money, is it in the will of God? When I do it this way, is it in the will of God? So believers think like that, not like unbelievers. Unbelievers just do things anyhow they want to do it. They just do things anyhow they want to do it. Those of you who are, who are thinking about getting married, who are preparing for getting married, believers, the first thing they think about before marrying to somebody, will this person accompany me in the journey with Christ? Will this person help me grow with Christ? 
Is this person God-fearing? They think about those things. Will this person bring me closer to God or will take me away from God? Believers think like that. Let's read uh, thirteen, Saint George, about thirteen, verse thirty-four. Thirteen, thirty-four. Thirteen, thirty-four. Yeah. It says, "A new commandment I gave unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you." That you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciple, if you have love one to another. Love is the nature of God. That is a great commandment. And so believers have the hearts, the seed of love in them. The seed of love in them. The seed of love in them. So believers are those who exhibits love as the fruit of the spirit who love proceed out from in every action in all their attitude you see love in their smile in their character in their behavior you see love you cannot tell me you're a believer and then you are envious you are in the process of becoming. You cannot tell me you are a believer. And then you hate. You are in the process of becoming. You cannot tell me you are a believer. And then you envy. Because where faith is, there is no envy. Where faith is, there is no jealousy. Where faith is, there is no selfishness. Only those who lack faith. Because faith helps you overcome the spirit of envy. When you have faith, you trust God that that car or that which God has done for others, no matter what it is, he will do it for you. So no need for you to jealous and envy them. There is a reason why the scripture says without faith it is impossible to please God. Faith is the only thing that we need to please God. Because when we have faith in Christ, you will love. Love is indeed the greatest commandment. But you need faith to please God because without faith in Christ, there is no way you will you uphold the love of Christ. Only those who believe in Him will love Him. And only those who love Him will obey Him. And only those who obey Him will love their fellow men. If you said you are a believer, we must see these things in you. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. Now let's see what Matthew 10, 38 says. Matthew 10, 38. I'm just telling you who is a believer. Please. And then you can look at yourself. And adjust and work upon your life to fit in that condition. Matthew 10, 38. 
Yeah. Yes. Uh huh. And I, 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 you can read that word for yourself. I try to get King James. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that lose his life for my sake shall find it. This is talking about selfishness. Most of us, we are all day selfish. Everything must be us. Everything must be us. If it's not you, it must be your husband. If it's not you, it must be somebody in your family, not any other person from any other place. This is what God is saying. He said, when you find, he said, he that findeth his life will lose it. So you that try to protect it or protect yourself, you will lose yourself. <laughs> Many of us are gathering wealth for ourselves. Where are we going to carry it? People are dying of hunger. I will just give you a testimony of me today. Just exercise applying simple faith of giving. And see how God was giving me. How God was blessing me. Hallelujah. I have come to realize that anytime I want to protect my money, I lose it. <laughs> By the way, is it my money? There is nothing that God that I have that belongs to me. Everything that I have belongs to God. There is a reason why the word of God says, if any man is in Christ Jesus, he's a new Christian. It says, everything has become new. And everything are of God. So if it is my car, if it's, I have a car, it's not my car, it's God's car. If I have a house, it's not my house, it's God's house. Everything I have now belongs to God because I, I belong to God. I did not get it on my own. But God gave it to me. And he tells me how to use it. So anytime I try to protect, hey, <laughs> I lose it. So what do you have under the bed that you are protecting? I am not telling you to be lavishious. But I am telling you to spend according to the will of God. Use it according to the will of God. Not according to the will of the flesh. If God leads you to invest in this way, invest in this way. If God leads you to give it to this person, give it to this person. Because everything about you as a believer belongs to God, not you. And so you must use it according to the will of God. This is what the scripture says. I am not the one that's speaking. Oh, I, I, I am saving in my susu. And this is how. And then somebody's dying. <sighs> no, 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 no. What I have proposed this morning for, I must do it. Let them die. I will not do it. Hallelujah. When I was applying economy in my earning, I used to find it difficult. Let me guess, guess you what happened. When I was working by then, before I could resign, every month, no matter it is, I would receive more than 200 above, above. And then guess what? Before the month ends, because I want to protect my money, I will plan how we use this money. And there is no space for God. In my cost incurring. And so, as I receive my salary, it just goes like that. 
As I receive it, it just goes like that. And so I was walking, I was walking, but my money was not impacting me. When I resigned from work to serve God, I am living my life daily trusting God. And I tell you, I am more wealthy than when I was working. Then one where I was working. Every asset I have in my life now, I got it through Christ, through my ministry, not my job. So what is the essence of me working? Why wouldn't I work for God? I'm not against you that working. Hello. But please, put God in your job. Hallelujah. Look for space. Look for space for God in your job. I admire my, 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 my daughter, Bindu. She's working, but she can manage. Sometimes she can get tired when she comes. When we have prayer time, we have, when, we have, when, when I call her, she will come. We pray together. When it's like that, God, your job has become the kingdom of God. And so God will reign in that job. God will protect it for you. Because you are using it to bring glory to him. If it's your business, God has taken place in that business. God will protect it because when you try to protect it, you will lose it. I was never protecting my job. That is the reason why nobody sacked me. I never got sacked for my job until when I resigned. Because I told my, 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 my director, I said, I'm a believer. I have time to go and preach. I have time to go and witness. The time, so if you want to take me, and then this is the time. I have to go to the job. This is the time. I have to. And when that time comes, I don't care the, the amount of guests I have in my office. I will sign off. Because of that, she had, he, he had respect for me up to this time. And when we got problem in the office, and I would tell him, I said, boss, I will pray and God will intervene. And when I pray, God will intervene. Our company car got an accident. It was a serious case. There was a time that we were about to lose a contract. And that we are fighting the case. And I told him, I said, God will intervene. That from that time, when he has any problem, he will come to me for counseling. So God was in that place when I was there. So what is the space you have for God in your business? What is the space you have for God? Even in your marriage, what is the space you have for God in your job? Believers always provide space for God in everything they are doing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, now, let me just give you some few characteristics of believers. One of the character, major characters, one of the characters of a, of a faithful believer is this. Believers view from God's perspective. They'll see things from God's perspective, not man's perspective. In other words, they do not see things like how others see it. Because the scripture says, we move by faith and not by sight. They do not see it like our unworthy people or those who are not believers. They do not see it like how they see it. But they see it from God's perspective. So when they see problem, because for me, one, one of the things I've come to learn here is this. 
Problem time is for me to grow. Anytime problems comes my way. The last time I came back from Sierra Leone, I was in Liberia. Hi, things were tough with me. Hi, I could not afford food to eat. And I said, and I turned around, I told my wife, I said, babe, I have not eaten yet too. Hey, my goodness, you have not eaten yet. I said, yes. I said, three days, uh, no, almost one week, I cannot afford money. I that know myself. And then he said, ah, what is it? I said, but do you know what? God is about to do something great. I said, because any time I felt challenge in my life, and I believe that God is pushing me into something great. So it doesn't mean because you are a believer, challenges will not come. They will come your way, but they are there to prepare you, to make you stronger. But in that challenge, just look. In that storm, look, you will see something good. Look. God is speaking to you, listening. In your storm, listening, God is speaking to you. In your storm, look, God is showing you something. Hallelujah. Amen. It is time to push. Probably you are not praying. God is telling you to pray. Probably you are doubting. God is telling you to trust him. He wants to do something. Probably you are trusting another person. God is telling you that there is no way you should trust Prince. There is no way you should trust this person. But you have to trust me for what you need. So for every storm in your life, God is speaking or God is showing you something. So be still. That is why I said, be still and know that I am God. And I said, and I will be exalted in all the nation. I will be exalted in all the earth. I will be exalted in every situation. I will be exalted in every problem. I will be exalted in every challenge that you find yourself in. Because I am God. All you need to do be still. Be still and know that I am God. Don't rush. Many a time we rush. Believers don't rush. Instead, they wait. <laughs> God do not want us to rush. Because when you rush, you will leave God behind. So you have to be still and allow Him to lead you. Ask somebody, say, Are you rushing? Then day you have to wait for God. Glory to God. So, let's read a thing. We got, um, um, okay, it's good. Another thing again here is this. Believers do follow God. They follow God's way. Believers follow whose way? God's way. Not man's way. Not man's way. Not their ways. Not their ways. But they follow God's way. They follow God's agenda. They follow God's purpose for their life, not their own. But many of us, God has created, God has designed our agenda. And then we say, no, God, this is not sweet. I must do what uh, 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 Cynthia is doing. I must do what Bindu is doing, what Faith is doing. I must do what Amuchi. Yeah, because she's doing it, she's being prosperous. Is that what God wants for you? time I must do nothing because everybody's doing nothing myself must do nothing but the question I have for you here is this 
Is that the will of God for you? I must do accounting because everybody is doing accounting. When I do accounting, see me sitting in my office. But a question I have for you, is that God's will for you? Is that God's agenda? I must do catering. Hey, because those who do catering, they can lack of money. The question here is this, is that God's agenda? Believers don't follow the crowd, but they follow God. And they are always attentive to the voice of God. They don't follow the crowd. Let's just read uh, what Matthew chapter 10 verse 52 says. Matthew 10 52. Yes. Matthew 10. Hmm? Yeah. That's that, that's it. Okay, Mark chapter two, verse fourteen. Okay, if you, if you don't see Matthew chapter, read Matthew four, eighteen. Then let's get it from that point. Matthew four, eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus walking by the sea. And Jesus walking by the sea of Galilee. Uh huh. And he saw two brethren. Somewhere called Peter. Peter. And Andrew his brother. Andrew his brother casting what? A net in the sea, for they were fishers. So the word of God helps us to understand that when Jesus Christ was walking by the sea of Galilee, he saw two brethren. He told people, and these people, we are doing something. They were not idle. They were doing something. Somebody said they were doing something. They were not idle. And he said, these people, we are fishers of men. And then what happened? Verse, the next verse. And he said unto them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And verse 20, and the word of God said, and they straight away left their nets and followed him. So, their will was fishers of men, right? But what happened? When Jesus called them, what they did? They left what they were doing and they followed Jesus Christ. Today, this is the Peter that became an apostle. That is what God wanted for him. Not a doctor or PhD holder in physiology, if grammar can permit me to, to use that word, physiologist mm-hmm. and semiology. Yes, semiology is those who swim. Physiology is those who fish. And netmacology, those who play with the nets. <laughs> but they want to make them a physiology. So that they will catch many fishes. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. So, there is something that you are doing. But I want you to understand that God has the unique purpose for you. God has the unique plan for you. Believers are those who let go their own plan. And accept the plan 
the agenda, the purpose, the will of God for them. So have you discovered the purpose of God for your life? I discovered my own, so I left the office. I discovered my own, I left the office. Every day when I come to work, the Spirit of God keeps judging me. And all what I was doing that I was pleasing God, I said, God, let me just use this place to evangelize. Because I was doubting God if I left the job, how would I take care of my family? So I was pleasing God in our way. God, I can still be here going to the ministry and then I can be winning souls here. But the special grace of God, I was able to lead people to Christ, have many people with job. And God prepared me well for full-time ministry and I'm into it now. Hallelujah. God's way, not my way. God's way, not my way. In Jesus' name. Now, believers are those who have the Christ-like attitude. Who have what? The Christ-like attitude. Philippians 2, verse 5. I, don't, don't, don't read it. I will read it. Romans 13, verse 14. Romans 13, 14. Philippians 2, 5 says something. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. And so the question we have here is this. What was in, Christ, in the mind of Christ? What was in the mind of Christ? Love was the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. Humility was in the mind of Christ. Obedience was in the mind of Christ. The word of God was in the mind of Christ. Faith was in the mind of Christ. So if you say you are a child of God, you must have love as an attitude, as a nature. Because the nature of Christ is the nature of love. And you have received Christ. And so you have the nature of Christ in you. The old nature of sin has gone away. And the new nature of love, the new nature of Christ that permits love, that permits humility, is in you. And so you must live according to that nature. If any man is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. Behold, all things have passed away. And everything has become new. And everything are of God. Hallelujah. I'm just, I'm just browsing now faster. Now, believers, they are justified. According to Galatians 2, verse 16, justified means they have been made right with God. Believers are sanctified. Sanctified means they are set apart unto God. So they belong to God. They don't belong to themselves. They don't belong to their will, their own will. They strive to please God, not man. Believers are walking in the Spirit. As the Word of God says in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, it says, For there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the, the, the flesh, but after the Spirit. So in their decision, they are led by the Spirit. And the Scripture says, Those who are led by the Spirit, they are the sons or the daughters of God. Amen. So in everything you do, ask yourself, Am I led by the Holy Spirit? Is the Holy Spirit leading me to do this? In your decision, 
like Joshua. Say, I and my household will we serve the Lord. Hallelujah. No matter the God they serve in your family, no matter the God they believe in your family, no matter the life they live in your family, believers stand to do what pleases God, not what pleases man. I gave you a testimony last time. In our, that was in our, in our homes, in our family, sorry, in our villages, when you go there every festive season, they say they will put it for those who are dead. Oh my goodness. And I told my grandfather, I said, this is nonsense. Don't do it. It's not good. And it's a reverend. And then they compel everyone to come and eat it. I said, God forbid, I will not, I will not eat it. <laughs> and so since that time, they know me. Anytime we go, they want to do such nonsense things. They will tell me, me and my family, no, 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 don't call pastor. Don't call him. <laughs> they will do it to every other person. Because I stand for the truth. I will stand before the throne tomorrow. Not with my father. Not with my mother. Not with the tradition and the customs of men. But God will judge me based on my relationship with him. So the question here I want to ask you. How is your relationship with Christ? Are you basing your Christianity based on traditions of men? Are you still, still dwelling on traditional customs and traditions of your homelands, your villages? When Jesus Christ says, come unto me, follow me and I will make you. And I will make you. Believers, they are crucified with Christ. Paul said, for I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But Christ liveth in me. Hey! The life that I live now, I live by faith through Christ Jesus. I live by faith. In other words, I live my life daily pleasing God through faith in Jesus Christ. Pleasing God. So faith is the yardstick to please God. So without faith, there is no way you will please God. And those who have faith, you know what? They are uncompromising. They can't compromise. Those who have faith, they can't compromise. So if you say you have faith and then you are compromising, your faith is not a faith. It's nonsense. By the way, the word faith is a mere word. You can have faith in any other thing. That is the dead faith. But I'm talking about the living faith. The faith in Christ Jesus is a living faith. There are people who have faith in their husbands. There are people who have faith in their wives. Some have faith in different things. There are people that have faith in idol. So the word faith is just a common word. But the faith I'm talking about is the kingdom faith. And that is the faith in Christ Jesus Christ. It's a living faith. Tell somebody, walk by faith. Walk by faith. And not by sight. Not by sight. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. Christ.